Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. I recently tried something that scared me a little bit. For years, I've been concerned with getting to an ideal body composition. It's been a struggle for me for a very long period of time, and I've documented this on the podcast, on social media. It goes back to my childhood. I was an overweight kid, and there's a lot of things I had to overcome. And building adaptive capacity through the five pillars we've discussed here before, sleep, exercise, mental fitness, nutrition, and fostering healthy relationships. When you add those things together, have really helped me get to kind of what I think is a really ideal place for me. But I'm an experimenter and I love to test things. I love to try new things. I always kind of have to have a goal in probably way too many areas of my life. And in June, I had a DEXA scan done, which I'll explain here in a moment. And my body fat came in around 15% body fat, which puts me in kind of a lean athletic category. With calipers, I'd be around 12% body fat. I wanted to see if I could gain some muscle without adding a bunch of fat. So I embarked on this little experiment for about seven months, and I'll explain what happened. But recently, I went and got a DEXA scan to get my post-test results. For those of you that aren't familiar with what a DEXA scan is, DEXA stands for Dual X-ray Absorptiometry. That is a mouthful. It's a medical imaging test used primarily to evaluate bone mineral density. It's considered the most accurate method for diagnosing osteoporosis, which is a condition characterized by weakened bones that, you know, as you kind of hear about this in elderly populations, women are very prone to osteoporosis. So it's really important that you keep lifting weights, consuming foods with calcium and different things like that, magnesium. We can talk about that on another episode. But this technology works by sending two low-dose X-ray beams at different frequencies through the body. And depending on how they're absorbed, you can measure bone mineral density, density of fat and other tissues. So I had one of these done. It takes about six minutes. It's completely painless. You just kind of got to lay there and it slowly scans your body. I'm putting out something on Instagram where you'll actually be able to see what the machine looks like. And when I go back the next time, I'm planning on doing an interview with the person that's giving the DEXA so we can kind of go into a bit more detail about it. I think everybody should get one of these done maybe once a year, every other year to really give you an accurate picture of where you're at. They can look at something called Android and Gynoid body fat, which we'll talk about in a moment. So here's the results. I went from 218 pounds to 224.2 pounds. My body fat to start was 15.2% and it finished up around 15.6%, like a very negligible increase in body fat. Again, I'm in this lean to athletic category, which I've really had to work hard to get into. So I was really proud of myself. I hadn't really noticed any changes, but I told my wife, you know, I was like, I think I'm gaining some muscle here, but it was just an observation until I could actually measure it. So I gained four and a half pounds of muscle and my body fat only went up 1.9 pounds, which I really couldn't tell much of a difference. In the past two years, my lean mass has gone up five pounds and I've actually gone down three and a half pounds in body fat over the past two years, which I'm really proud of because of the hard work I've put in. 
I've seen a noticeable gain in trunk mass. So on the DEXA, you can measure regional changes in lean mass and fat mass. And my lean mass in my trunk, so my chest and my back, has gone up. And there's a reason for that, which I'll explain later. My android fat or my abdominal fat stayed about exactly the same from June until now, which is great because this is an area you do not want to be putting on fat. It increases your risk for all sorts of cardiometabolic diseases. But in the past two years, I'm down four pounds in that area. My gynoid fat, which is around your butt and legs, which is actually down a half a pound and one pound in the past two years, which I kind of wish I would keep more fat on in that region, but none of us are perfect. It is what it is, right? So how did I do this? I ate in a caloric surplus, which means I ate more than my body actually needed for this period of time. If you're looking for a speaker for your organization, I would love to come out and share with your team how they can turn stress into strength. For the past year, I've been building a presentation on a step-by-step process on how to build adaptive capacity so that you and your team can thrive in adversity and be at your best in chaotic situations. Look, we know 2024 is going to bring with it a little bit of chaos. So you and your team need to be equipped with the right tools so you can be your best when it matters most. To book me for your organization, just click the link in the show notes. I was measuring and calculating my food probably 50% of the time. So I would say I was somewhere around the region of 3,300 to 3,500 calories a day. If you looked at kind of the entire week where maybe Saturday we'd have a fun meal with the family, sometimes those meals, you know, they can, you can get to a couple thousand calories like really fast. I don't think I've had a drink of alcohol in well over a year. I don't really enjoy it. It also messes my body up. I blow up like a balloon. It's no fun. I ate around 210 to 220 grams of protein a day. At the same time, I also had some blood work done and my HDL got was higher than it's ever been. I was eating fish three to five times a week. I really enjoy salmon. And so I was getting these salmon steaks and making them almost every day for lunch during the week. And it was really great. I would have that with some roasted vegetables. And then the rest was just kind of broken up between carbs and fat. Here's the key thing that I did. I really cranked up the intensity of my working sets and the number of working sets I did each week. So working sets are sets that exist outside of the warm-up sets. So like if you go in, most people when they lift weights make the mistake of not doing any warm-up sets. Number one, that means you're probably not going to be able to reach a high enough intensity to actually put on muscle or really maintain muscle over the long run. Also, you're going to open the window for injuries. So if you ever use the AIM7 app, we always have two work warm-up sets before the working sets. People can get annoyed by that, but it's absolutely necessary. So maybe you do, let's say you're going to bench press, I don't know, 200 pounds for your working sets. You may do 100 pounds for your first set, 150 for the next set, and then go to 200. And intensity is relative to you. So if you're just starting out on a fitness journey, you know, your body weight, with enough reps could be a high enough intensity, but you've got to work hard. We've talked about this on the show before. The research demonstrates you don't have to work to failure, but you've got to work within a couple reps and during those working sets where 
you may only have two to three good reps in the tank before you fail. I highly recommend you never do dangerous types of lifts like squats without a spotter or at least using spotting pins. I've seen horrible things happen. There was a guy that recently died this year, loaded up the bar, had bad spotters, didn't have spotting pins, collapsed under the weight, the the weight rolled forward, broke his neck. You've got to be careful, but you can safely push yourself. I like to use machines for this, especially for things like presses because I have a torn pec. So here's what I did. 12 to 15 working sets per body part per week. What does that mean? So like I started adding squats back into my workout. Haven't done those in years. I feel great doing it. So for my legs, I would do squats over the week. So maybe I would do four working sets of squat on one day. The next day, I usually work out three times a week. Maybe I do four working sets of lunges. And then the third workout of the week, I may do a couple hard working sets of leg extensions and leg curls. That's it. I'd split it up over three days. And I like to do full body each workout so I can hit some type of presses, some type of pull for my upper body, you know, something for like a squat, a posterior chain exercise. And I can hit all of this in less than an hour with three really good workouts per week. And that includes for me like a 15 to 20 minute warm up. So I just made the working sets more intense. I often superset things. So like I would do maybe a squat supersetted with maybe kettlebell overhead press and then rest two and a half to three minutes. So I keep the intensity really high. At the same time, I was getting in about two hours of zone two cardio per week. So my workouts usually look like Monday, Wednesday, Friday weights, Tuesday, Saturday, or Tuesday, Thursday, zone two. I like to take two days off per week. I did a ton of walking. I walk every morning, typically for 30 minutes with a weighted vest. I walk after every meal and I'm able to get in 10,000 steps a day without it feeling like an absolute chore. So this was also all done during probably the most stressful period of my entire career. It was really a difficult time, but I focused on sleep. I focused on good quality time with my family, fueling my body right, and just being very consistent about my workouts. But then, you know, I would adjust some days like, I was just worn down. And so I wouldn't kill myself. You know, maybe I'd swap out a weight day for a zone two day or just take the day off. But it was the accumulative effect of quality work over those seven months that enabled me to get the results that I wanted. So what's up next? My next goal is to lose about 3% body fat while trying to minimize muscle loss during that period of time between now and let's say the middle end of June. So when that time comes, I will get a DEXA done and I'll report on how all of that worked out. If you found today's podcast useful, do me a favor, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening from, as this does a lot to help us grow the show. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.